freaking live from our RV uh, on the couch. Can you hear me? Yes. If it looks weird because Jared's holding his mic and I'm not, it's because our other arm hasn't come in yet. Yeah. So. I'll make do. You'll make do. Uh, this week's episode. Oh, by the way, guys, welcome back. This is like somewhere in my first season, but I'm really not sure what episode this is going to be. But we're, yeah. we're somewhere in there. Yeah. Things are going good, but there's a lot going on. And it's kind of a lot for me to, uh, it's a lot. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overstimulated, but that's okay. You're hiding it well. <laughs> I hope so. Okay, so this is a duo episode called Frenema Folk Tales and Fables. Are you ready? I have a, you you didn't show me any outline or anything. I literally so didn't. To, well, okay, to be fair, I haven't even opened the link. So you guys sent in listener tales or frenema folk tales, and I'm super excited to read them, but I have zero idea what they say because one of my producers, shout out to Ariel, is the one who reads all those and she tidies them up and sends them to me because, again, I don't know what they say. I have zero idea what's going on, but this is our first mini episode. I'm going to be reading your little story submissions and I'm super, super excited. They're going to pack a big punch, apparently. And then me and you are going to discuss it. Okay. Uh, but by the way, if you want to share a story, there is going to be an email in the description. Please send your Frenema folktale stories to us. Pretty much, we want to hear anything and everything about crazy hospital life any crazy dating stories you heard about at the hospital i've got one for you in a future episode about a surgeon and a nurse hooking up uh any spooky stories i if uh, that's my dog sorry we're not in a professional studio my dog is here um if you have any spooky tales um schmidt hush if you have any spooky tales, um, any spooky stories from the hospital, please tell me. Those are probably my favorite, personally. I don't think they're your favorite, though. I've never been much one for... You're not a creeper? No. There's another podcast I love to listen to called Scared to Death. And there are creepers and peepers. And he is a peeper because he kind of wants to hear it, but not really. So, yeah. But anyways... <gasps> Schmidt, stop. Anyway... Uh, short or long, either one's fine. Um, all stories are welcome. There is absolutely no judgment here. We are all frenemas here. This is a no judgment zone. I do awkward laugh though here and here now. Am I cutting out for you? Okay. I do awkward laugh sometimes, but I will let you know at least if it's an awkward laugh. If that, if that's okay. Hey, have you ever wet the bed? Mm-mm. I mean, when I was a child. Like how old were you? I'm sorry, wet the bed or wet, wet your pants? Uh, no, no, I guess I have as an adult. Uh, does alcohol you wet count? Your pa- yeah, it counts. Oh, then yeah. Oh. I think most well, you say have. then yeah. I've Every time I've wet my pants, I've been sober. Oh, really? <laughs> you were drunk? Yeah. Wait, tell me about it. I mean, it's not a long story. I, I just <laughs> I guess I drank too much and woke up in a wet bed. That's... <laughs> Do you do you remember the first time I wet the bed with you in it? I do, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we were dating or married yet. We were, we were married. 
Yeah. I'll never forget it because I was like, wow, um, what if this is it for me? What if he decides to end it at this point? If you peed the bed, that would be I know, but shitty. like, do you remember how it went? Because I do. It's like embedded in my mind, unfortunately, in a file somewhere deep in my mind. Um, I don't remember if you tried to hide it or tried to clean it. No, I tried to hide it. Well, both. Yeah. But it was the, in the middle of the night. Long story short, of course, my wet the bed stories always are from a dream when I'm sitting on the toilet mm-hmm. and I pee in the toilet every single time. It's really frustrating because my mind makes it look so realistic. But pretty much I sat down on the toilet in my dream to pee and I ended up peeing on myself. Obviously, I woke up in warm pee, but I realized you were next to me and that I had not yet done that. But Unfortunately, I have a long um, history of wetting the bed as an adult. <laughs> just getting right to it. I'm just getting right to it. But but to be fair, um, guys, my therapist says that it's really common. And I even made an Instagram reel about it. It's very common. Huh. But guys, I haven't I haven't wet the bed in quite a few years. Um, think Probably thanks to therapy. But uh, That's true. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Anyway, that's for another episode i just uh wanted to ask you about it because someone brought it up yesterday at work and i was like yeah that that, you know i didn't think about that and then think about people bringing it up at work after i post about it um but what topic do you think we got first in our listener tales and our folk our frenema folk tales and fables what what topic do i think yeah like i told you like spooky Mm. uh crazy dating life uh Uh, cheating i love a good uh Drama, romance. You're just drama. being really good. okay. What would your submission? What would your submission story be if you had one? Well, I can't tell you. I'm going to submit it. You are. You're going to submit it. I'll submit one. You'll submit one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which? What topic is it? Do you know off the top of your head? Mm, it's a lot of mystery, intrigue. <laughs> okay, because you don't know. <laughs> Violence. Violence in the hospital. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know what mine would be. I'm trying to think. I don't like being put... Actually, 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 because this literally happened yesterday at work. I'm just going to go ahead and get right into it. This is a spooky uh, friend of a folktale. Uh, long story short, halfway in my shift, the priest of the hospital of my unit came up to me and said, Hey, um, I had a note to come bless the room. And I was like, bless the room? for what and she's like oh you didn't hear and i said no i didn't hear she said uh, apparently the patient is seeing little men in the room and i was like mm, you know you know if, if you're not in healthcare, sometimes patients can see things based on multiple things happening whether it be their diagnosis medications they're on icu delirium but this patient had been here for a while so i was like well you know how do we know she's seeing things in the room and um, she had been telling her son in Spanish that she was seeing little men in the room. He told us. And then she started hearing things in the room. And of course, we're like, okay, you know, we're definitely trying to like destimulize this. Destimulize is that a word? Destimulate. This, uh, hopefully, you know, we're, we're not really thinking that it, it's much of anything because unfortunately, we see this here this all the time. Uh, but apparently, the night nurse was in the room scanning meds when the bathroom door slammed shut and she's like okay convincing herself that it's probably the ac kicked on and somehow vacuum sealed 
the door shut or something. Which never happens in a hospital. Which never happens in a hospital. Make but yourself feel better. But you're trying to make, I mean, it's probably like, what, 3 a.m.? It's probably the witching hour. Yeah. And so she's telling herself this, and then she hears uh, two kicks, kick, kick, like a boot kicking the inside of the bathroom door. So she about pissed herself, went to uh, the charge nurse, told her everything, and yeah, that was that. She was very scared, and they ended up uh, calling the priest to come in and bless the room. So she tells me this at like, again, halfway through shift. It's like 2 p.m. I'm like, so nobody was going to tell me that there's a freaking little man in the room, Mm -hmm. possibly a a past patient. That's what I like to think, that it's maybe a past patient. I don't know. I, I think uh, I think multiple cultures have have like spirits, little men. Yeah, yeah, little men. Like that is something on that podcast that I really love that they talk about a lot is like little people, like little shadow people. But regardless, I was like, well, okay, whatever. Please go in there and bless the room. She said that she couldn't bless the room because the family member was in there. She didn't want to scare him. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm about to be very, very scared, very scared because. You just told me about a ghost living in the room. You're not going to go bless it. So she said she would come back. I didn't see the priest come back. Um, She probably got busy. But I was in the room at 6 p.m., almost close to shift change, doing my last hour things, emptying the foley, doing all the things, when the bathroom door slams shut and I hear kicking at the bottom. Like, you could tell it was at the bottom of the door. I literally about pissed myself. I poked my head out the door and said that was not me that was not me because the whole unit had been talking about this and the supervisor was on the unit and was like oh my god i heard that and i literally thought you slammed the door shut it was you were doing a joke they thought i was doing a joke on them Mm. i was like i swear i am on the other side of the room that was not me that's terrifying (laughs) Mm -mm. no i wouldn't be doing that you're you're not about that life no definitely not Mm. well those, unfortunately, are my favorite stories until I'm involved in them. And then I'm like, absolutely freaking not. I don't I don't want that. But here's the moment of truth. Let's open the stories. Let me find it. Okay. The first story is... A friend of mine was admitted to the ICU and he had an anoxic brain injury. I talked to his wife a lot while he was there. I obviously couldn't take care of him. We still kept paper charts for consents and they went in the angled racks on the wall. I helped make memory heartbeats. Wait, what? I helped make memory heartbeat things for his family before they withdrew life support. And afterwards, his chart flew up out of the rack and into the floor. It was a trip. Wow. That's first, a specific th- chart. His specific chart. At first, I was like, wait, what am I reading? Like, it, it didn't really make sense. In my head, I read paper hearts for consent. So I was thinking like um no, the, crafts were happening <laughs> the like uh, ekg strips and they put them in a yeah. lab tube or something like that so we still kept paper charts for consents and they went in the angled racks on the wall i helped make memory heartbeat things for his family that makes way more sense because in my head i was like wait why are we doing arts and crafts but it makes way more sense right before they withdrew care and afterwards his chart flew up out of the rack and onto the floor mm, see i i would not I, I haven't had dealt with anything like that. I haven't either, that but be... honestly, that doesn't sound like malevolent. Is that the right word? <laughs> Wait, what's the right word? Like evil. Like like Malevolent? Malevolent. What did I say? You said ma- malevolent. Malevolent. <laughs> malevolent? Anyway, that doesn't sound malevolent to me. Like, to me, I would be like, oh, he's saying bye or something. 
Like, I need a little bit more for me to be spooked. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes I feel like sometimes spirits get, like, like trapped. So maybe he, like, got, you know, like, for a moment, and then he's like, by the way, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That would scare you? Yeah, oh, it would. It, it would be yes. weird, just the connection of it being his specific chart. Yeah. You know, that's a, it'd be a little that's spooky. I used sure. to be pretty skeptical about this stuff. Um, however, I will say that after listening to that podcast, which you guys should go listen to, Scared to Death, there are too many stories that are just creepy. There are too many coincidences. Too mm. many coincidences. Yeah. Too much coincidence. Um, that for me now, I'm like, no, something definitely can happen in that world. I just don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely too much to be coincidence, but it's stuff that can generally be explained away, but some of it can't. So it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to know. Can you put the mic closer? I was wearing my arm out. I didn't get to... Uh, no, you didn't get an arm, but I, I'm scared. I, like, have a fear that we're going to lose the audio, so it's got to be up by your mouth. Oh, my gosh, there's a bunch of stories on this one. Okay, number two. It starts with, I'm a night shift nurse, and I just already freaking know it's going to be scary, most likely. <laughs> um, I'm a night shift floor nurse at a hospital. I was taking care of a gentleman on hospice, and he had two friends that were with him all the time. At the end, he could no longer speak or communicate, and his friends were so torn about leaving him to get some rest. They wondered, they wondered though, if he was hanging on because they were with him. I assured them that I would take good care of them while they went home and got some rest, and I would call if anything happened. He ended up passing peacefully shortly after they left. Oh, I had been checking on him very frequently, so I knew that within a few minutes of this happening and called his friend right away she was of course sad but then suddenly asked me when he passed oh i just got chills i told her within the last minute or so she says oh my god we just had his favorite drink and toasted to his life five minutes ago gives me goosebumps every time i think about it oh i'm getting Mm. a little emotional that's so sweet that gave me goosebumps too i feel like there's um like weird phenomenons phenomenas oh god what are we gonna call this episode Lindsay can't talk there, there are lots of, uh, I, I feel like we see that a lot where people can, when you're, you're kind of on the brink of death, you can keep yourself, uh, kind of mm-hmm. on this side of the veil mm-hmm. for a while. And I, I think to a certain extent, the, the patient can sort of decide when they go to just kind of let go and drift off. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you see some stuff like that uh, quite a bit, but that that was they were like remote. They were away. Yeah, they were away. But I still feel like there's some type of weird connection or like energy mm. where like people just they like know something. I don't know. There's something unexplainable about death that's so beautiful, innocent, and also just like not creepy. Creepy's not the word, but like unexplainable. That's the only word I can think of. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting because we. You just gonna peek in that the whole time? For my audio listeners, I keep opening our little Heidi box with all of our cords because I am so scared that we're gonna not be recording. Keep going. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think to a certain extent we maybe take it for granted because we we kind of work around death. Mm-hmm. You know, we we were both medical ICU. Um, you, I, I think that's where the majority of your of your deaths are mm-hmm. in ICU setting. Um, 
so we see it quite a bit and we see you know like peaceful deaths uh more violent deaths mm -hmm. and things like that and uh so you could see kind of the full gambit so I, I mean i wouldn't i wouldn't count anything out yeah i wouldn't either i think that's why like this story specifically i'm like oh like i would love to witness that or something similar like like that in my mm. nursing career and i i haven't honestly but i will say jared and i took care of people when we were in nursing school, we kind of had this little side business going on, this unicorn job where we were taking care of elderly people in their home, um, like nurse aides in their home pretty much. And one of the patients um, had went to a hospice house and um, he looked like, looking back, like I can tell that he was on his way out for sure. Obviously he's at a hospice house, but now that I'm out of nursing school and have some experience, I understand more of the signs. But apparently he wasn't remembering who was in the room. He didn't remember his family, his son, his grandchildren. And when Jared and me came to visit him, it was the sweetest thing. We walked into the room. He was a little lethargic. His eyes were closed. And when he opened them, he said, oh, do you remember this? Mm -hmm. He said, oh, you guys made it. I bawled. He said, where have you two been? Yes. Where have you two been? Mm -hmm. and, he, and then he said, you guys made it. Like you, like kind of like the story, like you made it so I can peek, I can go now because he passed later that evening. Mm. And I'll never forget that. Like that was like the sweetest, most chilling. I think that was my first time with death and mm. something where I saw someone like, you know, I'd been taking care of somebody as they're as they're passing and, and then like when they passed and then they remembered that we were taking care of them that was like one of the sweetest feelings i'd had in yeah. healthcare i would say yeah memory gets a little funky um as you get closer and closer to death it, it's uh the the things that come back to you and and just like with uh, alzheimer's it seems like they they almost uh, regress in age mm -hmm. and you know, they, they're asking about, you can almost see it take place. They're asking about um, people in the present, like their spouse and the, these types of people. And then they'll ask about uh, a mother who has passed away a long time mm -hmm. ago. And then they'll ask about a brother who's been passed away. And, mm -hmm. and then, you know, it seems like near the end, they're in their childhood house and making comments about that. And just interesting because that seems to be a pattern that I've seen. It definitely seems to be a pattern. Someone I want to talk to about that is Nurse Hadley. She's mm -hmm. a hospice nurse and she just came out with a book and yeah. I can't wait to read it. Um, but she, I know she talks about that in her book a lot. And it's just so interesting how you can have a patient that is 99 year old patient, you know, and they're in the room talking to their mother. You're like, okay, mm -hmm. the time is coming. Like yeah. it is, it might be today. It might be two weeks from now, a month from now, but if they can see their mother and they're 99 years old, I can't. Is she in the room? I can't see her. Yeah, and I think I think nurses like to make jokes about that being scary and this and that type of stuff, and and it's all innocent. I don't think anybody means anything by it, but it, it's kind of nice to know if you if you have a patient that's um, you know approaching death or suffering or anything like that, that a family member came to visit them. It doesn't matter if you see them in the room; they mm -hmm. see them in the room, and that's kind of what's important. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, if family members from their past are coming to visit them or to help usher them through, 
to whatever's next mm-hmm. I, I think uh you know that's that's great and that's kind of, kind of what makes me think there could be an afterlife mm-hmm. if this keeps it's like all these unexplainable things like there's probably definitely some spirits lingering around you guys are gonna think i'm so weird but i mean just all these creepy stories and then or scary stories and then you also have like these sweet stories where they're still seeing some form of a spirit and i'm like hmm it's just interesting no okay and moving on to the next story i quit my first job out of nursing school after about a month and a half i was miserable i cried all the time i know that people say that's normal but i didn't want that to be my normal i've been hiding my unemployment for the vast majority of my from the vast majority of people in my life, which has been exhausting. I just feel so ashamed about it, like I failed. However, I just accepted a position that I'm really excited about that isn't trans- that isn't traditional shift work and is mostly day shift. I'm hoping that this path works out better for me so that I can learn to love or at least like nursing again. That's kind of sad. That's sad, but um, <sighs> not unheard of, I will say. Kind of a sharp Sharp turn. turn, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, we we see that. That's, I, I think, the attrition rate or whatever you you call it in the nursing profession is is uh, fairly high. I would assume it's higher than than your average career, just because mm-hmm. it, it's a tough job in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the interpersonal stuff that happens in the hospital um, doesn't help with that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it sounds like she nursing wasn't. Uh, what they thought it was and and i I saw that even in nursing school Mm -hmm. there's people that you you get to the part where where there's actual patient care and they learn that you bathe the patients and you clean up their their waste and and you do all these different things and then you have the people you can see like deer in the headlights they did not know that that was part of the job yeah and then they just stopped showing up that happened my first semester we had two people drop out literally um one of them dropped out i want to say like the first month of nursing school and then the other one during clinicals because that's exactly what happened they didn't realize that the on-hand stuff is is not for everyone to be honest you know i don't mind it to be honest as much as i complain about nursing i know in my gut i could never do an eight to five monday through friday that's not for me even though i'm doing it with social media Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's that's not for me i don't want to sit behind a desk i don't want to work eight to five anywhere and so it always brings me back to nursing i love the schedule of nursing but i totally understand what this person's coming from because my first year of nursing uh of being a new grad i was like what the hell did i just sign up for and not because of wiping butt honestly that's easy for me i don't mind cleaning up patients I actually kind of enjoy it, not in any weird way, but I enjoy taking care of people when they can't take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's all of the other stuff on top of it that you're just not prepared for. At least for me, it was, you know, all of the different forms of management around mm-hmm. that are just like watching your every move. And then on top of that, there's state. So their management managers are around watching your every move. There's all these stupid rules. I hate stupid rules. I'm mm-hmm. one of those people that just because it's a rule doesn't mean I want to follow it. I want to know why it's a rule. And is it a good rule? And keeping your water at your desk, that the, the fact that you can't, that's a stupid rule. Yeah, and I, I think piss me off. Yeah, a lot of those are, are I guess this is essentially talking about the nursing shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because this story happens a lot and it and it um, feeds into the nursing shortage. I, I think there's a lot of problems with part of it being nurse bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a big part of it. Rushing, rushing people off of orientation, um, dropping them on the floor before they're ready, weekly changing um, policies to keep up with whatever the n- new litigation or the biggest complaint has been recently from yeah, or there's a you know you can tell anytime there's protocols that don't make any sense there was some sort of sentinel event like freak one-time accident mm-hmm. and instead of you know looking at how likely is this to happen again they just shower everybody with protocols mm-hmm. and it's it drives me nuts it's kind of part of it part of the job but some people just can't handle it and it's uh, that's nothing about them it's just um it, it sounds like he or she settled in a different setting and that's one of the great things about nursing is there's a million things you can do yeah and something i want to add on this is like i i wish people didn't feel ashamed when they realize they can't do you know i'm making this up right now i assume this person went to bedside as a new grad just because that's not for you doesn't mean you're a bad nurse doesn't mean you're bad at being any in any job but especially nursing because i feel like there's so much pressure with nurses that this person feels ashamed because they had to leave the bedside so early and they're new and you know as a new grad that's not un that's not uncommon but also it's nothing to be ashamed about in fact i would even say it's something to like pat yourself on the back about you figured out what doesn't work for you and you set a clear boundary pretty early mm-hmm. which is something you know like looking at it gla- as the glasses what do they say glass half full glass half full oh god looking at like a glass half full situation you kind of figured stuff out for yourself which i think is like pretty admirable versus staying in something you can't stand and you hate why would you want to do that you know that's not that's not um worth your time your life you know life is short i'm one of those people i'm like life is short if if you can't stand something if there's more cons than pros it's time to move on Mm. it's not a big deal i just um it's sad to me that burnout is so prevalent in nursing but it feels like no one's doing anything about it yeah yeah and i I, for the big reasons anyway yeah to a certain extent the the job is the job but uh, i don't think all the excessive charting and and all those things are going anywhere or like allowing bullies to stay on a unit because they're besties that's not needed yeah let me read the next one Okay, you read the next one, but one second, I want to shout out this person. Um, I hope that you're feeling better. I hope that, send me send me a follow-up message. I wanna see how your job is going now, pretty much. All right, this one says, Dear Scrub Hacks, but yeah, you can read it. Uh, Dear Scrub Hacks, as a CNA, I had a patient who had a TBI. They were in their 50s or 60s, but the mental age of a five-year-old. Sometimes they were happy and your best friends. Other time they wanted to kill you and you were a piece of shit. Uh, because of the TBI and the danger they posed to themselves and others, they had a one, one-to-one. Um, I assume that's a one-to-one with a nurse. I usually work night shift, but it was around the holidays, so I was picking up lots of shifts and happened to pick up a day shift this particular day where they had me um, as a sitter. 
within the last hour, they went from super happy and your literal best bud, uh, as they would say, to complete anger and hate. The patient would sometimes have incontinence, and that's when they would flip and become embarrassed, therefore turning to anger. Well, this particular day, they decided to reach into their depends, grab their shit, and smear it on the bed, walls, rails, on their head, arms, hmm. and after all that, looked at me, called me a fat pig, threw their shit at me, and told me to eat shit, you little bitch. Oh. Man, we're going to have to bleep me on some of this. <laughs> it's Jeez. not funny, but it's kind of funny. Uh, it was one for the books for sure. Never a dull day on med search. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> gonna have to bleep you. I said fuck earlier. <laughs> um, there's a lot to unpack here. So TBIs are are hard. They're hard patients. Um, I can say that. My dad had a brain injury when I was in second grade. A frontal lobe injury. Wasn't wearing a helmet on a motorcycle. Stop riding motorcycles, people. And um, was in a parking lot. Someone hit him at a stop sign. He is literally not the same person anymore. So I can totally see this happening. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've got a little soft spot for neuro patients in a sense. I don't want to be full-time neuro. That's for damn sure because it's hard. This stuff is so hard. It's hard being called a fat pig and a piece of shit. Um, and by the way, this happens with lots of patients, not just brain injury patients, not just psych patients. Sometimes patients are just assholes and take it out on us. But in this case, I mean, this person can't help it at the end of the day. Brain injuries are weird. Yeah. And I, I think we still don't fully understand them, especially frontal lobe injuries that it can cause all kinds of um, behaviors you would never see in mm -hmm. the person usually. And that's, that's what I feel bad you see it sometimes with dementia we we don't work with tbis um as much as some nurses but uh you'll have families that are just horrified because granny said something that she yeah. never would have said to anybody and it's not like her at all and and uh so we we always have to remind families that you know that's it's not their fault you know this is uh, it's a normal side effect sometimes yeah. it's an it's sorry it's an abnormal thing to happen but it's a pretty common side effect um when we were nurse techs i was on the neuro step down stroke pretty much stroke step down floor and there were so many patients with things like this i've definitely had a full urinal of pee thrown out my head from a neuro patient um i've had plenty of neuro patients playing in their poop and this is not to make fun of them this is just something that can sometimes happen and i feel like it needs to be said for family for newer healthcare workers um you know try not to take this stuff personal because i mean the, the person they can't help it if they could look at themselves and if they could watch themselves in their normal brain in their pre- TBI brain, they, they would be mortified. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mortified. I, I remember I had a patient, um, it was a male patient, and the family was so sweet, but this patient groped my ass in front of his wife, and she started bawling because she said, that is not my husband. He would have never done that. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was, I was a little like thrown off because I was, it was unexpected, mm -hmm. but I wasn't angry or anything. And, and he even looked mortified after he did it. And that's the crazy thing with strokes is like, they do things that are unexpected 
and they don't even realize sometimes what they're about to do. They're impulsive. Yeah, for a lot of the the you know, if you have some sort of subconscious impulse, it goes through several filters and usually gets stopped before it turns into an action. Mm-hmm. But in some cases they lose that and it hits their subconscious and and they act. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you get some strange behavior. Yeah. My dad, like I said, uh, when I was in second grade, had that motorcycle accident and he had years of re- rehabilitation and trying to get him back to where he used to be. But um, it took a couple years to get him functioning. And when I was in fourth grade, I remember my mom and me and him went to the grocery store and he was catcalling women in the grocery store. My mom was mortified that he was not like this. Like he was an usher at church before this very like great man before his motorcycle accident and was catcalling women at church, at the grocery store, all these places. And I remember years later, my mom met somebody that had a, um, like business card, like a TBI card, this little business card that their family would hand out if they were in public that pretty much says so-and-so has a brain injury. That is why they're acting this way. And my mom was like, why didn't I have that back then? Because it was hard to tell a complete stranger, hey, sorry, my husband's cat calling you. This probably looks really fucking weird. He can't help it. Yeah, He's so impulsive and is not the same person. I just remember like, being mortified like going to church i remember this other time there was this woman um that was wheelchair bound and my dad talked to her for four it felt forever it felt forever it was probably an hour but to me as a kid it was like three hours reading scriptures in the bible of what could heal her from being bedbound in front of the whole church and they just let him because the whole church knew about his background but i was mortified Mm -hmm. like oh my god it was a lot it was a lot tbis are hard they're hard for the patient they're hard for family and anyone taking care of them uh but yeah thanks for listening to our frenema fables this was kind of a short and sweet episode i don't know if it was that short in my mind it was shorter but i kind of talk a lot no i mean i think we're sitting at by the time they cut it down we're like 25 minutes yeah well i just want you guys to know um I really appreciate all of you sending in your stories. Thank you for listening. If you have any stories, as you could see, these were all super different random stories. I want crazy drama, the tea in the hospital, the hookups that shouldn't be happening in the closet, in the supply room, the spooky stuff, the ghosts. I want it all. Send it in. Um, The email is in the description below. And thanks guys for listening. Until next time. Yeah, thank you. Bye.